Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. You can point, but like... (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean I got things to say. The red light is on. We're live. Back from commercial. It's really tragic and unfortunate for us. Um, Welcome to your weekly episode semi-weekly episode bi-weekly um, bi-weekly episode of where the white do you know are. what our podcast is called you know i don't listen to it why would you ask this question anyway oh, i thought you were gonna say why would you listen to this? <laughs> you shouldn't either welcome to our bi-weekly episode of where the whiteboards are please don't listen if you know what's good for you just hit skip now welcome to our semi-annual where the whiteboards are episode in which i am forced to do the introduction <laughs> okay okay for real we time. won't pay you if you don't do this one. <laughs> we, we've been getting paid <gasps> wait who's getting paid eric it's eric the whole time yeah. he's he's um what is it called when you go to prison because you took all the money from your company laundry laundry no that's not what i want he doesn't do laundry no no he does i'm not doing it <laughs> I think I do Embezzle. a man. You, thank you. I was like, he's embezzling my funds. Okay, welcome to this episode <laughs> of where the whiteboards are. Today we are talking about every teacher's favorite topic. Ask them, they'll all say the same thing. Their favorite topic is late work, meaning a student wants to turn in work after the deadline. How do you feel? Ready, go. Hate it. I love late work. Give me all the late work. Don't work. turn anything on time. Please make sure it's the week before the semester is over. Like though. If, oh, if I grades are due in thirty seconds, that's yes, when I that's want it. Exactly <laughs> what I want. Like and I also would like fifty thousand emails that just say, "Have you graded that yet? Have you graded that yet?" Mm-hmm. I noticed that that is a zero still. I, I got a hurry up email <gasps> from a student. Did you just say the words "hurry up"? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> it just said "hurry up." That that's it, Did and you, it was the subject line, not the body of the email. So was, was, there, was there anything in the body? No, it was just, <laughs> it was just the subject said, "Hurry up!" Did you fist fight when you got back <laughs> to school? That student is no longer attending our school, and everyone is sad. I'm sure. Oh we got to have a great conversation about like email etiquette, and I'm it's sure. not they're not text messages, and also the fact that you send me. 10 emails in like two minutes uh, and one of them says hurry up means i am definitely not going to hurry no i am not hurrying. nope do you want to know the first way to make a teacher peers. not grade your stuff in a timely manner <laughs> it's to send one of those emails can i tell you the best one that i ever got is while i was literally in the hospital Somebody was like, hey, I know you've been gone a lot, and I know I turned it in late, but I need you to grade this. And I was like, I'm literally in the hospital. It's not getting done. Thank you so much. Incredible. It's an incredible space that we inhabit as educators. audacity. I know. It makes me wish, in a lot of respects, that we did not have email or, like, internet anymore. Because the accessibility of, like, the idea... Did I just check my email every five minutes waiting on your beck and call when I am not at school? Mm-hmm. And and not just from um, students. It's no. teachers. It's other teachers. It is yeah. faculty. It is admin yeah. that do that. It I is was, outrageous. I was probably guilty of that the first go around. Now I'm like, once school's out, I'm not. 
I'm not mm-hmm. checking my email. When I get like an automated, hey, sure. this is the weekly yeah. agenda, you know, things yes, like that like don't schedule, bother me. Like, like a schedule thing. Hey, don't of, forget you have duty this week or right, whatever. That you know. doesn't bother me because I know that that was set up, mm-hmm. you know, beforehand and that's that's fine. And no one's expecting you to respond. Right. It's just like info blast. Right. A like, notification. Yes, that is fine. But like direct, like. I hereby declare. <laughs> This is how I get in trouble. <laughs> oh, can I get a hear ye, hear ye? Hear ye, hear ye. Um, uh, that's funny, though. Let's get them jeans on. That's right. Get your jeans. <laughs> we haven't done anything else for you in years, but at least you can wear jeans for a week. You're only, if you, only if you pay the $25 or whatever. <laughs> have a jeans right. pass. Uh, oh, it's so nice. Um, but I do think that's really interesting. Um, something that I thought about doing research in, but like went to a different topic, was essentially like the idea that we have people who are not fully developed, right? Like students are still mentally developing. Um, and like adults don't know how to use technology to communicate responsibly. Like right. m- many adults are not using their technology to communicate well. Um, and then we just give it to students. And then we're like, and your teacher receives messages. Um, and how that's really just like, I think, very developmentally inappropriate. Um, and doesn't it's not like scaffolded for them at all. There's not like a process for developing reasonable expectations there. You get a lot of like emotional dysregulation through your messaging. Um, and I just like think that that's kind of fascinating that somehow that's what we've evolved to. Like something that was like email spawned, right? Because business CEOs wanted like internal contact Mm -hmm. and then we gave it to seven-year-olds and we were like i hope this goes well and nobody's ever mad about it the amount of times i've received an email past midnight from a student Mm -hmm. like if i made 10 cents for every time a student emailed me with their late work past midnight on like a saturday or a sunday or whatever um i would have so much money i think i could probably retire at this Mm -hmm. point um, it's insane. And then also, I'm like, hey, you should be sleeping. Right. Like, that's not healthy for you. That's mm-hmm. not healthy for my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, too, like, if you are a parent out there, go check your kid and make sure they're sleeping if it's midnight. You know, like, go find out what your kid's doing. Yeah, but, like, maybe. they're also sleeping, so I don't know. I gotta. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a parent. I thought, like, once they turn 10, you could just quit. Parenting, you just, you just yeah. leave them. At well, yeah, home. you just give them a tablet, and yeah. you hope for the, the best. tablet will raise them. Well, wait, you have to wait till they're ten to do that. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. Two, what's it? Days, <laughs> two days. <laughs> hours, oh. two hours. But yeah, so back to late yeah, work. Late work. So students contact. We should put that on the episode list though, because I got thoughts about the, the email process. The email anyway, process. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but about late work. Okay, what kind of late work policies have you all been subjected to previously as teachers? So, back at our previous school, we had the miracle upon miracles, which was no late work. Let's talk about before that. Oh, before the late work thing? Yeah, all policies that you've ever been subjected to. Wasn't it you could accept late work a week before the end of a quarter, two weeks before the end of a semester for maybe it was 75% credit? Oh, yeah, like something like that. Like, or you could cut off, like, hey, I'm not going to receive it anymore. Mm. Um, And the max you can get is a 70. I do think that that was the first one. Yep. I I think think that that was our first one. Go you. 
So we've had that. And we had no late work. Mm-hmm. And we've had, now I'm currently at, um, you can accept late work, I think, for however you want, for as long as you would like in in the grade world. Um, but the most a, a student can get on their late work is a 75%. Oh, really? Okay. I believe is what it says in our handbook. Interesting. Um, now, me personally, I've started to just close assignments after about a month. Mm-hmm. I don't want them. If it's something mm-hmm. from September and it is now November, I don't want that anymore. I'm done and I will not open it mm-hmm. because I think that that is ridiculous. Um, so I have started to just, af- after a quarter or like a, a grade check or a quarter check, whatever, depends on kind of where that falls, um, I close everything and I just write on my board. Everything from this date to this date is closed. Done. Bye-bye. I did that there, too, with quarters where I would just be like, hey, the October 7th is the last day I'm taking work for first quarter. And after that, like, so sorry, it's gone. Bye-bye forever. Yep. Um, We're done. We're moved on. But I also sort of just made up my own policy at our past school um, because the late work policy was never really clear or, like, enforced as an expectation for teachers. And I just did 10% off each week it Mm, okay. Because <clears throat> that was way easier for me to manage mm-hmm. um, in terms of math um, and just, like, still being an efficient process of marking instead of having to, like, how many days has it been and, right. like, really calculate. I'm like, oh, that was last week, 10%. Well, and maybe this is a trade secret and kind of goes back to the grading concept, too, but I am always at least f- four days, let's say, four school days or a week behind on my grading Mm -hmm. so like if you're if you turned in something on friday i'm not grading that until that next thursday or friday or that weekend or whatever you know what i'm saying like i always have a little bit of a cushion because Mm -hmm. i am not gonna just when i'm actively teaching in a class i i'm not gonna go home and then grade for three hours Mm -hmm. so sorry i've already been at school for Way longer than I need to be. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, though, even if it was late, but it's still before I checked it, I will still give full point. Mm-hmm. So like, even though maybe it was due on Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. And you turned it in on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Don't care. It's it's in there before, before I check it. Yeah. I'm going to give you full points. So I I do think I... And more lenient than others when it comes to, like, a late work policy. The English department is always more lenient than others when it comes to the late work policy. Probably. I feel like that's probably fairly accurate. Yeah. Well, and it's probably true, like, to have that student that turns it in late, even though they meant to, like, maybe they forgot. Like, for you to go ahead and put the late in, like, it just adds more time right. versus, like, listen, I haven't graded it. Just, we're good. Right. Kind of a right. thing. Just send it yep. on over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jacob, what kind of policies are you using? Uh, so, in the special education world, my policy is follow the IEP. So, most of the time, students kind of have a um, generic, hey, they get two extra days to turn stuff in. Um and it, you know, we're kind of based on like goals and 
what each kid is doing and how they're progressing. And sometimes that, you know, I've got to be really firm with kids and sometimes I have to be really flexible um, to kind of meet their needs and keep them progressing. So it's just a very different world. Um, and that's mostly kind of middle school. Cause I feel like some of them have not really had like the highest expectations placed upon them and like the, the whole routine of like turning things in. But we also kind of get in a routine some weeks where like everything's just turned in it during class. Anyways, there's not a lot of like take home stuff because I give them time. Um, and I know if it goes home, who knows what I'm going to get back if I get anything back. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at, but I will say like, I'm probably really flexible. Like if there's that kid who's turned in nothing and it had zero output and then they kind of hit that point where like, Hey, I want to, I want to try and do better. Like today's my new day one. I'm going to work with that kid. I'm going to say, okay, here's, here's our plan. And we're going to start over. We got to hit these skills. We got to back up. You got to be able to do these things before you can do the things that we're currently doing in the class and give them a chance to, to get some stuff turned in. Um, but those are rare and it's got to be a kid that's really sold me on the idea that they're willing to do that. And they have to come to you. You're not yeah. coming to them. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm kind of past that point in my career where I try to like chase down kids with stuff. Right. Like I will say sometimes it's like, oh, it's Tuesday. Look, I noticed that we didn't turn in this thing in Google Classroom. I know you guys worked on it. Maybe it was just a crazy end of the week and nobody hit submit or whatever. Let let me check in with everybody and, and yes. do that. But rarely am I tracking stuff down. Like if you're failing because you didn't turn stuff in, I give reminders. I mean, it's it's in the grade book. It's so easy to access. It's giving automatic reminders on missing work. Like people who are missing stuff know they're missing stuff. I I'm not wasting my time to track those right. things down because it's probably not going to make a difference anyways. Right. Um, the only people I'm tracking down are people at a 57. percent That's like specifically mm, this because mm. I won't a bump of 57. It's like not close enough in my spirit for me to bump. Oh, you. right. Yeah, you gotta yeah. give me something. <laughs> yeah. Give me um, something. Versus if you have a fifty nine and like and you have a sixty. I just I it's not in my spirit to like right. that's this five points is too far. I round up from thirty three percent. Oh, that's uh, your I, yeah, you're just, like, let's go people at a thirty. You know what? Sounds good. That's an eighty. That's an eighty. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. I like it. I like but it. like if you have a fifty seven, the last couple days of school mm. like when we're in finals mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of people seem to have free time because a bunch of people seem not to have to do finals which is like so crazy um well you're coming to my room and like you're doing something right um, so that we can yeah. move this up yeah i, I will say like moving to like the end of a quarter or something there are times where i'm like you know if you, if you just did these two things that were like super easy one-offs to begin with you might pass right but that's again, I think those are the, the outliers of the situation. Yes, for well, sure. And I'm all about like strategizing with students. So if a student comes up and they're like, mm -hmm. hey, so what do I need to do to pass? You know, everybody's favorite, favorite conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to be at a C and I'm at a 40 and I just want to know <laughs> like what I need to do to get there. 
I'm all about the strategy, especially for ELA, where it's a little less linear mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, well, these are your high value things. So either we could start here or like we can do your low value things that we can do fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. And knock those out. Um, but I had once like a student who will forever live in my brain who tried to turn in a literal semester's worth of work like three days before the semester was due. And it really just like, I think, rerouted my brain chemistry. And mm-hmm. I lost sympathy for all students in that boat for forever. Where I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. Ruined the time it is for gone. everybody. Yeah, way to go. You know who you Truly. are. We can you talk about who it was afterwards. I have an idea. I have <laughs> oh, an idea. Oh, okay. I have an idea. You all know this person. Okay. <laughs> but oh. truly, after that, I was like, I'm so sorry. That's really sad for you. And hopefully, like in the future, yeah. you well, make better choices. So let's, if, if we can, the... um take late work forever that we we had for what a year i just i think i mean that i think if if you're not gonna do it the first time and you're in my class Mm -hmm. right like you're in my class you've been given the same amount of time as everybody else Mm -hmm. you're not gonna do it in a week or in two weeks you're not getting anything out of it aside from points so so there's no purpose behind it anymore and that bothers me right mm-hmm. like the idea that everything that we do in class the second i assign it somebody goes how many points is this worth right. yeah. how many points is this worth is it really or i mean i've had kids be like i can't believe that this was only worth 10 points we worked on it for three days and i'm like because it's reviewing something it's not worth anything of value to me also where's your degree I'm, in education but right, so when, sorry i don't appreciate your opinion on this right <laughs> it, it just you know i, I, I hate the it. idea that Again, it goes back to grades and grading and things like that. But the the point game that Mm -hmm. we play in high school is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes will go, it's worth 40,000 points. I don't know until I grade it how Mm -hmm. many points it's going to be worth. Depends on effort. Because if you do a crap job, I probably don't want to make it worth 50 points. Or conversely, maybe I do because now I'm going to use it as a, hey, we're going to fix this and we're going to redo all of whatever this is. And if you have weighty grades, how many students can really figure all that out anyways? You right. know, like, oh, this is 10% of the overall grade. Yeah, it's 4 billion points. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> Which you could literally put it in the grade book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you really could. It just, I think that that's where I get frustrated with the late work policies mm-hmm. where it is very much a, well, they can turn in anything until the end of the year. or conversely well mrs so-and-so down the hall lets me turn in stuff from 17 weeks ago and it's fine no she's a nicer human than i am right she still likes you and i don't and and i feel bad for mrs so-and-so averages in the night right and i feel bad for mrs so-and-so who's grading your late work that is sloppily put together that is crap Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing is when i accept late work oftentimes they have slapped something down Mm -hmm. and it is not quality well, and I think that, so the frustrating part about that is the disengagement with the learning process. Right. You're taking something that I care deeply about, which is education and personal improvement, and you're reducing it to a hoop to jump through yep. so that you can get points for your overall big hoops uh, to graduate. Right. Um, as opposed to like actually engaging with learning. Right. Um, but I think for most of us, if a student comes up and they've had something really big happen there, or they're like dealing with some issues. And they're still trying to engage in the learning process. Teachers are much more receptive to like, no, I'm going to help you. No, we're going to work together. Right. No, Absolutely. I don't mind that it's late. 
Absolutely. Uh, versus if you're just like, well, my mom yelled at me a lot this week and she took my phone away. So like, what do I have to do? Right. Like, <laughs> right. okay, great. <laughs> like, right. So fun for me. Thank you. Right. And I think it becomes a lot of times, especially I think in the kids' eyes, it's like, why are you punishing me? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. Well, you haven't graded that. You haven't graded that. I, I turned it in. I mean, I know it was two months late and it didn't have my name on it and it was actually not the right file, but why haven't you graded that yet? Mm-hmm. Well, why and that, you done that I think is all part of their like instant gratification psychology and like all of that kind of stuff too. Right. You just like you're so used to like or there's just like an underappreciation for the work that it takes to grade something. Right. Like, no, I have to I have to not just read it and think about it. I also have to like get out the materials that I need to um, actually document your grade. And I have to like look at the requirements again. You know, like there's, there's like a process and people just think it's like uh, 15 seconds of glancing at the paper and right. crunching in a, a number. Right. Well, I think it's a, it comes down to like magic points, right? Like, I mean, the points are, you know, like you said, it's. The it's, rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, the points don't matter. The rules are made up. The points don't matter. I can make something worth whatever I deem I want it to be worth. Mm-hmm. and. It, it serves no, you know, real purpose aside from that grade. Right. When I was teaching regular education math, I kept every single piece of paper. If it was homework, quiz, test, mm-hmm. notes, whatever, I kept it. They didn't get to take any of it home. Like I would make copies of it, scan it, whatever. Um, because when it comes to late work, sometimes you get those kids or, oh, no, I, I, I turned that in. Mm, I turned mm, that in. Mm, mm, and I kind of foresaw that coming just off some conversations that some other teachers had. So I was like, well, I'll just keep everything. And at the end of the quarter, I would say, okay, who wants their stuff? And I would just have files by um, class period um, by student. So like if somebody's like, well, my, my daughter said she turned in all of those. I'd be like, okay, well, here's her stack of work. Let's go look through it. Mm-hmm. You know, or here's her her whole class. Maybe it got mixed in. Let me, you know, um, kind of thing. And it it only took like one year of doing that before I stopped having those accusations of like losing stuff. It's like, right. well, I just keep everything, mm-hmm. you know. Or, but it also kind of solves some issues with like, you know, test impropriety of like, well, you're just you don't like my student, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I don't, but no. no. <laughs> You're so right, but that's really irrelevant yeah. in this yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the best, I really do think the best policy, like, for me personally as a teacher was when we just had a no late work of any kind policy. Yep. Like, I really just think that that was the best. I, I don't like a blanket top-down policy. I don't want the school district to tell me what my policy is. Which is fair. Yeah. I just also... I, I, it gets tiresome sometimes, like you mentioned, if you're the one who's like, no, I'm not taking it because I don't see value in it and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody else does and you're the person who's like enforcing the rule. It just it just kind of adds sure. some individual strain on teachers, I think, when there's not some sort of top support. Um, just like with cell phones, you know, like right. if you're if you're not accepting cell phones in your room, but somebody else is and then you're fighting about it in mm-hmm. your room all the time, it just gets kind of like tiresome little grading over time well and i and i do think obviously with with late work 
there are extenuating circumstances sure, yeah, that are yeah. in the policy, right? Like if your kid is sick, if your kid went to a funeral, if your kid, you know, there are things that are, I mean, we're all human beings. We understand that stuff like that happens. Right. Um, but I did like the fact that it was just a, no, we're, I'm not taking that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were here in class every single day. You had the same amount of opportunities as everybody else. You didn't work. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if you came and talked to me and said, hey, I'm not understanding something. Can I stay after mm-hmm. to learn something? Right. Yes. Then absolutely turn that in late and, you know. That's that's between you and I. That's between whatever you know situation we have. But I I preferred the no late work policy as like a united front to just right. say kids were done right. with the excuses. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe let me back up. Then um, my issue would with some of these policies that we've had is where it's like the district is saying you can take late work for so long, worth so many points, or late work there is no late work like everything you can take everything forever mm-hmm. kind of thing and i feel like that's overreaching like if it's a which is maybe weird because if everybody adopts that it is unified but to me the whole no late work in terms of it's either turned in or you get no points that's easier for me to wrap my head around is like we're going to be united on that mm-hmm. because in life, if you're in a job, this skill translate. You have to turn things in on time. Are there exceptions? Yes. But generally, we want people to do things on time, right? But to say, oh, you can turn things in for however long that you need doesn't translate to success. Right. I, don't, right. I don't see... <clears throat> it's really hard for me to wrap my head around that and be like, oh, this is teaching essential skills to students to be successful. Well, and I think if you're going from a top-down policy in a in a school district anyway, you want the top one to be the most severe. Yep. And then you have discretion as mm. a teacher to lessen where appropriate. Versus if the top one is the most accommodating, then you're just demanding that level of intensive accommodation right. on everybody. So, I think it's it's always nice when your teaching staff can choose to be nicer versus like, no, your teaching staff is trying to make something more strict and there's no su- support for that. Right. right. Well, and so some of the weird things that we would get in the SPED department from when you have years of policies of like late work can be taken forever. Well, then there's not really a need for accommodations that say, oh, oh extra yeah. two, two days. Oh, yeah. So then let's say that student moves districts or something changes and that IEP, IEP is now read someplace else. Well, you didn't have that before, that accommodation. Mm-hmm. And then it creates issues. I could see that too. With that. So. That's fair. I don't know. I just think it was so nice. I think it was nice in terms of the like remediating for people who were just willfully turning in. Yeah. You know, right. like I just didn't feel like it then. Right. Even though I could have, even though I should have chose not to. Right. But now won't you be nice to me? Yeah. I think that's where I, I get bothered by the late work policy of, oh, so-and-so lets me turn it in a week before the semester. Well, I'm not so-and-so and I have 85 essays to grade before the end of the semester. So I'm not. Yeah, I always do a written final because I'm not smart. 
So I need to <laughs> right for, for that. Thank right. you so much. Right. I I you know, so I think I get bothered by that and I get bothered by like the the bargaining that happens. Yes. Um with a student. Like I should not ever have to be bar- bargaining in in right. that capacity mm-hmm. for it's, your points. I shouldn't care more about your grade than you do. Right. Yes. And it's always like the student who who's done almost nothing. Their grade is like tanked, not really any hope that wants to suddenly bargain for those things. And it's like, it's not really possible. The window is closed. Like, yeah, where was this motivation? At some point in life, I think that you do have to have some sort of motivation. Even if school's not your thing, at your job, whatever that may entail, you're going to have to do it. You don't just get to just sit. Right. Also, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I, it's just so crappy for the other kids who did all of the things when they mm-hmm. were supposed to. Like, if you're a student and you're one of those students who's working hard and, like, maybe you don't have the best grade, but you did all this stuff, even though you hate English class and you still turned it in, and then this other person did nothing for months um, and just gets to have that same grade as you because they, like, turned in their lightning round of homework at the end. Like, I just think that's a bummer. I th- right. We're in such a transactional state within education. I think part of it's things like ingenuity and, and these online based, you know, education courses where students are like, okay, I need to do 17 lessons by the end of the week to pass. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm going to do those 17 lessons. I'll stay up really late two nights and then I'm good. Yep. And that's, that's weird because that that's not going to help them when they get to a higher level of education, whether it's university, whether it's a trade school or a job, like it, that just doesn't. Also, did they do any learning? Right. Any right. learning. Is there because any it proof? doesn't, it doesn't stick and they can, it's too easy to cheat on those. And we all know I, that. Oh yeah. I am very curious what you think about if a student goes like through launch, should their degree, their diploma, excuse me, be of the same caliber as a diploma that a traditional high school student receives? Uh, Should they be different or should they be identical? I I guess I don't know that much about launch. I know that there are real teachers involved. So that alone adds some value and credibility to that diploma. So let, let, let's remove launch from it and just okay, say yeah, ingenuity just say, yeah. versus seated. Okay, yeah, there um, we go. It's tough. I, I, that's such a tough question to answer. Well, I want to put an asterisk on their <laughs> diploma. I do. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, like, but then you, if you do that, then you start saying, well, you know, this, this kid only took resource classes. Is their diploma the same? You know, you know. Yeah. It gets it starts to get really mm-hmm. weird really fast. Or the student relied on credit recovery really mm, heavily. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. They had to credit recover every year. Yeah. Right. Which uh, is also often based in that like ingenuity. I just of, think right? that the diploma needs to mean something, and I'm not sure if it does that anymore. It, they're so easy to get, but you still have so you many think. kids. You, you, you still have so many kids that that don't get them, or they wait two years to really start working on them. You know, they're, they're 16, 17 and they're like, okay, let's try and get through high school. Let's do some Missouri options. And it's not that those aren't good things. Right. I think they have value, but as we've said that our standard 
for students has dropped. I think the standard to graduate and what that means is also lowered. Like it, I think there's a ripple effect. Um, I don't think students are as prepared. I don't know that I was prepared <laughs> either, though. Is anyone prepared to be an adult? I, I'm just in any scenario. Yes, I, yes. If, <laughs> I will. I hope next year. I'm. I. I hope I'm ready. I hope. Hope I'm finally ready, ready to, to be do an adult. adult? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, get it together. I so. hope I can get there before my kids do. <laughs> but if not, then they can take care of me. So uh, I don't think you're going to get there before I am. Sorry. Clown school, right? Clown Isn't school. That the the yeah. plan. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought I could write a book. Um, the shoes of the future. I don't know. You pick an article of clothing and then something with time and you're good to go. The bow ties of yesteryear and the future. And the Benjamin Button. The zip ties of tomorrow. <laughs> The ascot Fortnite. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, ascot, the ascot of four score and seven, seven years, years ago, <laughs> and the self-tying tie of the future. <laughs> um. Well, thank you so much for joining us in our thoughts and musings on late work. If you stayed this long, we appreciate you. You're deeply. ten out of ten. That's right. Um, you are not late. <laughs> no, you ever. You're right on a time. For you. Yeah. You're tens, right on time. Tens, tens across the board. That's right. If you were a student listening to this, one, turn your work in on time. Two, don't barter with your teacher. They don't like it. I promise you. I promise you. I probably haven't met them. They don't like it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can re reach us at WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.